0: All right. Good evening. Amen. I hope you're all doing well. Ay. All of our learning should be as close for what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Our soldiers should be safe, Amen. and this war should be over. Uh, please, God, very soon. Amen. Says the Gemara, we're halfway down on Samech Tes, Samech Beis, which is, uh, this section is a double-wide section, as is the whole Ayin Amid Aleph. And we are supposed to go to the top of Ayin Aleph. And Aleph, may Hashem help us too. The Gemara says that the two dots, Kohanei, Levii, Yisraeli, how do we know that when um, the Jews came up from Babel, we said that there were 10 groupings. That's what the mission on the previous uh, shir had taught us. 10 groupings of Jews went up to Eretz Israel. Among them were Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim. Minola Desliku, how do we know that Kohanim, Leviim and Yisraelim went up from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, the Chizkia, and Yeshua, Kohanim, and Levim, Umin Ha'am, Hamashorim, and Hashoarim, and Hanesinim, by and by all Yisrael, by we have Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim, all of them included in the pasuk. So it seems to be that they were Ola to Eretz Yisrael. Giray Girei b'Chaduri. How do we know that these people went up with uh, Ezra from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael? Chalalai Minolan. So I'm just going to tell you, in all honesty, these psukim, they we don't have we don't have the ample time to go through all of them. So I'm just going to be quite cursory in regards to the extracting the pieces that we need to understand. Where do the halalim come from? So this is a very long pasuk. The Gemara says chalalim and detanya. We have a b'raisa. Omer Gedola Chazaka. Having a chazaka is considered a great thing. It sounds like a little bit out of left field, but we'll come back to this in a moment. Shene emar as the pasuk says. Kohanim, Chavaya, Hakots, Varzilai, These are all the names of families of Kohanim. Asher benos. They married the daughters of Barzilai Hagiladi, Isha al shamam And elu bikshuk savam hamis yachsh amis yachsim v'lo They were looking for the documentation, the pieces of paper about their yichus. And they couldn't find them. And they wanted to figure out whether or not they were good Kohanim, which is a reference to Nechemya. He said, to You can't eat the Truma, you can't eat Kohashim until, said Nehemia, until we verify what's going on. So, what happens when you have a Kohen who's not able to eat holy foods? That's a simon that he's a halal. If that's the case, we therefore see from the Gemara. <clears throat> that uh, the Chalalim came up because there were Kohanim who were there. They were not able to partake in the normal foods that Kohanim who lived in Ur-Sisroel were able to partake in. And two-thirds of the way down on whatever you would eat when you lived in Bavel, what was that? You would eat foods that were sanctified by the borders. This is code word for Truma. Of course, Truma they lived in Bavel, but they still had some aspect of Truma that they treated as Truma de so, says the Gemara, the same thing should be over here. When you're in Eretz Israel, you can only eat Truma de So, by virtue of the fact that they could only eat Truma de Rabbanan, so what do we see? We see that it must be that they are halalim midi and they were only allowed to eat Truma Midirabanan. For some people who say that we are we are able to learn a lot about truma from the world of Asukinu. if we know that people were eating truma and we can make inferences about Yichus, then perhaps when these people came from Bavel and they were eating truma derabanan, perhaps Asula asukinu, we might have thought that they were full full blown Kohanim and they could eat even truma doraisa. Says the Gemara, no, shiny Hasam, it's not true because the people who were the Ole Bavel, the people who came from Bavel Teretz Yisrael, the they had a Reesa, they had a negative, which is that we weren't sure. That was the pasuk that we just saw in Ezra. The pasuk told us that we weren't sure about their Yichus. <coughs> so that's what the Gemara says, and then the Gemara then pops up with its question because if you'll recall, the Brisa that we're using to show that Chalolim were part of the Ole Bavel, the Brisa said in the beginning Gdola Chazaka. But here it seems that where the, the Chazaka is a Reyesa. Chazaka over here was to their detriment. It wasn't to their benefit. The elamai G'dol three-fourths of the way down, of the way down, 15 lines from the bottom. What then did the B'raisa mean when it said, G'dol HaChazaka, that when they got, where in Babel they could eat T'Shomadu when they got there, it's Yisrael Huge Chiddish, that perhaps they were even allowed to eat The notshomadu Another possible answer in regards to what our B'raisa means is really, just like over there, when they were in Babel, they could eat truma and here in Eretz too, they could only eat truma de'orabonon, and they're not allowed to eat truma de'orabonon at all. When is it uh, that we say that there is some degree of connection between yuchzen and truma, that's only me de'orabonon, but no one would ever make the error, <laughs> no one would ever make the error. <laughs> The error of saying that someone who's allowed to eat truma de is a kohen miyuchas, that we would not say. Here too, the Gemara says, According to this approach as well, Khazaka. What then is the value of the chazaka? Because in this second answer that the Gemara presents, he's still only allowed to eat truma de So it says the Gemara, ikara, when they lived in Bavel." When they lived in Bavel, there was no Truma del Risa for them to make an error with. They lived in Bavel. There was no Besamekdash in Bavel. So there was nothing for them to worry about. There was no Truma de So perhaps I might have thought that only over there in Bavel, that's why you're allowed to eat Truma because there's no concern about truma duraissa. But live when they got to Eretz afal mishum Even though once they got to Eretz Yisrael, in theory there was way more to be concerned about, because now that these people from Bavel, the Kohanim that came up from Bavel, they're like half halalim. were concerned that they ate truma and Bavel we concerned now that now that they've gotten to Eretz Yisrael, that ikal okay. imigzar mishum So therefore, midrabbanon echol the chiddush is that we still allow them to eat. Rabbanan, but but they're not allowed to eat I says the Gemara. Wait one second. again, which is He said It says in the pasuk that in Sefer Ezra that quoting here about Nehemiah that you're not allowed to eat kodesh Ha-Kodashim. So what's the deal from there? Five lines from the bottom. You're right, you can eat Kodesh HaKodashim, but you can eat something less severe than Kodesh HaKodashim, which is truma. So that's akasha. So the Gemara seems to say, based on the Pasuk, you should be able to eat truma. So it says the Gemara, no, the words Kodesh and in the Pasuk that Nehemja was discussing was different. Hachikamar. the the mikri. Uh, uh, you're not allowed to eat certain things that are called kodesh, and you're not allowed to eat certain things that are called kachim. midi the mikri kodesh, what does it mean you can't eat kodesh, referring to truma that they cannot have truma doraisa, yeah. and and uh, you also can't eat kachim. That here too we see that kachim is included in the iser as well, so when uh. Kohen, comes up from Babel, he's only allowed to eat Trumaduraban banan. He's not allowed to eat Trumadurais and he's not allowed to eat kachim, but that he's not allowed to eat any kachim at all. So this is a lengthy uh, a lengthy exposition of the Gemara to let us know that there were Chalolim, there were Kohanim that came up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, who were treated in this quasi-state until we could otherwise prove their yuchus. And this goes to the broader shilas that we have today about Pidion Abed. If we're trying to make sure we're doing the mitzvah properly, we really need a kohen yichus. We don't, we don't always know that kohen. To give them an aliyah, we don't need such a high bar because the Maisa, Ladina, the it doesn't matter if they're a koem. I mean, I should, it doesn't matter, but an aliyah, we give aliyah to Israelim all the time and there's no kohen. That's not the end of the world, but there's no bracha concerns. It's just a question of kavod. We give the kohen first but uh, by Pidyon aben which is a mitzvah do right so we do need to make sure that there's a kohen in Yucha. so it's a little bit more difficult to do that a little bit more difficult but that's uh definitely the case that when the kohanim came from Bavel, by the way that puts almost every kohen in question now because all the everyone who came from from Bavil to eretz yisrael they were all considered halalim to some degree unless they could prove their 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 heritage <laughs> top of Ayin, Aleph, let's jump into the next sugya. Girei V'charurei, we know that Geirim came up, came up from uh, Babel, and we also know that Avadim and Shukrarim came up. Minovan, how do we know this is true? Cholanivdal mitumas haaretz those who were separated from the tumas goye haaretz, there was a group of people who were slightly different than the people around them, those were Avadim and those were Geirim, a, not full, full, they're full yiddin if you're a full Yid, but, but Gerim and, um, the Gerim and the Avadim, those are the ones who are slightly different than the Tumos, Goyah Haaretz uh, Aliham, and they're were, they were the ones who came up to, uh, to Eretz Yisrael. Mamzeri, how do we know about the, the fact that there were Mamzerim that came up from Vavil to Eretz Yisrael? Oh, let me just find the Pasuk probably. And we're going to be talking about Tovia HaAmoni. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Gemara says on the third line, mm-hmm. There were a lot of people who had a Shavua. They had a commitment too. And this is a reference to Tubia. Uh, Mishalim ben Barachia and uh, Tuvia and others married um, Jewish girls, and says the Gemara that he was an Evid. It says, Vituvia ha Evid. So if Tuvia ha Evid marries a Jewish girl, what's the product? So therefore, we see that there were Mamzerim that came up from Bavel Teretz Israel. Says the Gemara in the fifth line of Aynab and Alphanichaliman Domar Vlad Mamzer, that only works according to some. Not everybody holds that if an Evid has a child with, uh, with a Israeli, that so the child is a mamzer. But it works according to that, she according to the one who says that the Vlad is kosher, if uh, an Eved sleeps with a Yisraeli, said the Vlad is not a Mamzer, or how then do we know that uh, <laughs> that Yidin, who are Mamzerim, came up from Babel? Soon, and furthermore, another question, who says Tuvia, Tuvia the Eved and his wife had children? Maybe they didn't have children at all. Soon, and furthermore, hacha, sliko. how do we know that they started in Babel and then they made Aliyah? Dil na, dil habu. Well, we don't know that he made the trip. Ela, the Gemara, <laughs> therefore pivots and says <laughs> that the reason we know that there were Mamzerim that came up from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael is Elamehacha. Says the Gemara, Ve'ela, ve'ela Tel Melach. These are the ones who came up from the Mound of Salt. We'll soon see what that means. Tel HaRasha, from the Mound of That Which Is Plowed. And the Gemara says, Kruv Adon ve'imer. Those are the people who came up. Those are the names of families. Yachlu they couldn't say the names of their families. And says the Gemara, let's make a drasha. Tel Melach. Why is it called a mound of sand? What do we? What city do we think of when we think of a mound of sand? Think of Sodom. That's what happened. That it turned to sand. Elu Adam shedom Sedom the Tel Melach. The people who were behaving over here were sleeping with family members, at harayos, and they were having children who were mamzerim, and that's why Tel Melach is a gentle reference to the fact that there were mamzerim. What does Tel Haroshah mean? <laughs> This refers to, what does it mean, Yeah, The Gemara says it refers to a, a baby who says Abba, and really the mother, uh, she doesn't even know who the father is. She doesn't know what happened. Uh, there are people like that. And the, we have this now with sperm donors. Uh, with uh, This happens fairly frequently frequently not so much in our community, but on the fringe of the Jewish community. I've done a bunch of brisom like that for families who've uh, just done artificial insemination with donor sperm. So just ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Uh, it's not a posher, but nevertheless, uh, people do it. So that would be this case. That's That's what the POSAC says, that there's a mound of harasha where women have uh, slept with too many people. She doesn't know who the child is. She says, be quiet. That's the language of herosh. What does this part of the Pasuk mean? This is talking about someone who's an Asufi. Here we have no idea who his parents are, not mother, not father. What did the Pasuk mean when it said, I wanted it to be that the Jewish people were going to be like a Kruv, which is a reference to a Malach. We're a quarter of the way down on Ayin Amadala. They made themselves like leopards leopards are not monogamous. Leopards uh, cohabit with any, any any mate that they can find in their species. And, and that's how the Jews were behaving. Kodesh Baruch who wanted the Jews to be behaving properly, wanted them to act like malachim, but they weren't. They were acting like leopards. So the Gemara then says, there are those who say a little differently that Amara Rabbi abo Amara, he says, even though the Yiddish people are not acting the way that they should be acting, they're cohabiting with uh, too many people. who still loves us even when we make our mistakes. Don't have a that child, if the woman is married, the child is considered to be from the husband? It's a halachic assumption, yeah. My my relationship to my children is a chazaka. My wife's relationship to my children is a vada. Ah, okay. Yeah. I've used this uh, rationale, because the Gemara says this, that it's a chazaka. I've used this rationale with people who push on me about uh, patrilineal descent. I tell them openly, I say, my relationship to my kids is considered a halachic assumption. It's not a vadaos. The vadaos is that a woman delivered a child. That's it. There's no other form of vada. My, okay we have today. now now we have more bureau now we have more of that with you that those are big shilas in postgame by 9-11 if you find uh, dna it says can you get rid of an agunas these are big shilas in, in in the postgame and i'm sure they're you know i'm sure they've been thought through carefully i know Rav willigan why you was very involved in these agunas shilas with dna uh by september 11th i think now there's going to be a number of agunas shilas probably not too many but there's going to be a few agunas shilas now uh it's not nish not possible. A third of the way down on Ayin, the Gemara says, mm-hmm. anyone who marries a woman who is not fitting for him, mm-hmm. yikes, that's not good. <laughs> it's as if, says the Gemara, that you plowed the entire world and you planted salt, which is very bad for the ground. So many different possible explanations of what this could mean. Let your imagination wander. Shnei'ma be'i Ola te'al Melach. This is a playoff of the words of the Pasuk that we saw earlier that we previously darshan differently. And if a man who is marrying a woman with whom he's not fitting to marry and he marries her just for her money, you will that person will then have children that are not hagun. Uh, ki Yaladu. Maybe we'll say that the money will be exempt from the concerns that Kodesh Baruch Hu has about this family. No, the money's going to go to All of your money will be consumed in a month. Maybe only his portion will be ruined because he married someone who wasn't Hagun, Um And maybe she'll keep her money. Says the Gemara, they both lose it. Maybe they'll hold on to the money for a couple more years. They'll only keep it for a month. My What should we learn from here? You got married for a month and then you lose everything in a month. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. You can't hold on to anything in these cases. A person should not marry only for money. If a person happens to be wealthy, okay, wonderful, great. But you can't marry someone who isn't shy for you just because they have uh, deep pockets. Just about halfway down on Ayin Amadal, the Gemara continues with this theme. If there is a man who marries a woman with whom it is not to marry, Eliyahu kofso, Eliyahu holds him down, But Kodesh Baruch Hu wrote to Baruch Hu gives him Malkos, the Tana, we have a Bresa. Al kulam kosei, when Kodesh Baruch in all of these cases... <coughs> Elio writes something down and a who signs it, what's written down. That's not a good thing for a Kurdish to sign about your family. And he says it's Nebachan the Puzzle, uh, the one who is Puzzle his Zaro and who ruins his family. And if a man does in fact marry this woman, Elio wrote. So this is a, the Bryce is a validation of what we saw earlier. Anyone who says, anyone who makes their family puzzle by doing a particular act, the Gemara says that they themselves are puzzled. They're not the kind of people. If you're going to be postal, your family, you're also someone who probably doesn't have a good outlook on life. You're not going to say in the world. Shmuel also says that whatever you say about the other person is true about you. You want to say someone's an Evan, you're an Evan. You want to say someone's a russia. you're a russia. So then the Gemara tells a lengthy story. Oh, Gavra there was a man from Nardad, he went into the butcher shop in Pumpadisa. Omar Luhu, he said to the people behind the counter, Hubbuli Bisra, please give me your finest cut of meat. They um, they said to him, Natar, You need to wait. You need to wait until the servant of Yehuda to review bar until he picks up his meat order. You're next in line. You have to pull a little ticket. You're number 53. This guy's 52. Wait till he's done. When he's done, we'll take care of you. Omar, um, Omar, he said, "This uh, Jew who was uh, was waiting in line." Omar, man, Yehuda Bar Shviskal. Who is this guy, Yehuda Bar Shviskal? Which is a derogatory term. He called him laid the shakl mean, come on, this person who got in line in front of me. Maybe he's going to take the last cut of London broil. So, Azlu, Amru laid the Yehuda. They, uh, the people who were working the butcher shop, they went over to Yehuda. They told him what happened. That this guy was derogatory. Rabbi Huda put him into Kherim. Shante put him into Kherim. Amru Le, they also said, the butchers also told Rabbi Huda that Ragil de Kari Inshi Avde, that he was normal to call people slaves. That wouldn't pass uh, in, in our culture. You can't call people slaves. It doesn't work. So there, Akhri Zaleh de Avdehu. So Rabbi Huda said, this person must be an evet That what? Yesterday when you said next time you're going to call somebody to call Ebed. Oh, yeah. I, I had never learned this at that point. Nor did it even click that you said that last night, but now that you're reminding me, <laughs> well, good. Don't fill your head I, with that. I have don't, an Oh, I, my, my brain is overwhelmed, but I'm glad you reminded me. All right, Azal Hahu, this guy who was upset because he had been insulted by Rabbi Yehuda and he was put into Chirab, and Azmane Ladinah Lagamei DeRab Nachman. Rabbi Yehuda was a second century Amora. Rabbi Yehuda was the Talmud of both Rav and Shmuel. In the third generation, there was a great Rav by the name of Rav Nachman. Rabbi Huda was an older gentleman. Rav Nachman was already a Dayan and had his own bezdin. So there was a quirk in this particular hazmana to bezdin, which is that Rabbi Huda, who was older and wiser, I presume, was sent a hazmana to bezdin of Rav Nachman, who was younger than him. So Amar azel Ezel O oh, Lo Ezel. So uh, uh, sorry. Uh, so Azal Rabbi Lakame de Ravuna. Uh, I skipped a line. Hold on. Azal ha hu azman okay then I see piska de hazman and then he finally got the note that was given out. He got the subpoena. So azal rebi yehuda lekamed rebhuna rebi yehuda asked the shayla. He said, "What am I doing going to this court of this twenty five year old dian. I'm I'm seventy five. Why Why am I going? Why do I even have to go? So amar le ezil alo do I have to go? So amar le said mezal lo boy loch Really technically you don't need to go. You de gabra raba your I don't know what this means. Why he's above the law? I don't know. I don't know. If this requires some research. But he said, "You're really not obligated to go." But you should go because of the Beinah because of the Nasi, uh, Rav, uh, Rav Nachman's father-in-law. I think um, was the was the the, the head of the Beinah So it, uh, it's covered. It's just politics. You should go. So also. So, um, Reb Yehuda went toward the toward the Beis Hamedrash, toward the the bezdin of Reb Nachman. When he got there, he saw that uh, Reb Nachman was building a fence on his roof. That's a sisamakeh lagalgecha. We know there's a mitzvah of the race, so to build a fence on your roof to protect people from falling. Amar Lei, Reb Yehuda says to Rav Nachman, Lo sabar lamar l'ha de amar Rav Huna bar Idi Amar Don't you know, Kevin Shenisman Adam Parnes Halatibor? Once you've been put into a certain position in the community, Asar Bassias Yes Malach Aviv you should not be doing these trivial house activities, even though it's a mitzvah the rise to the building. But you shouldn't do it Neishlosha. You shouldn't do it in where people can see it. So says the Gumara, Amar Lei, Rav Nachman said back to Reb Purta. The Gundrisa who the Kaavidna. I'm just doing a Lispurta, just a small amount of gundrinisa just a tiny piece of wall. And he used a a, a local term for wall. So Rabbi Huda back Misanya Maka. You hate the word of the Torah when it says Maka. Why did you use this funky word of the uh, of gundri uh, of gundrisa? Which is written in chumash. Oh, maybe just Makita the Murabanon. What do you guys fancy schmancy words? Just say talk simple. Talk simple. My kids tell me I do this all the time. They think I use words to, you know, show them up. I'm like, how can I possibly show you up? You haven't read a book yet, so I don't, it's not showing you up. You're you don't have an education. I'm not trying to show you up. I just grew up in my father's home and played Scrabble. I don't. Anyways, so the Gemara was pushing on him and saying, why did you use this funky word? You just use a regular word. So Rav Nachman uh, responded, not in sequence because now there's like another part of the story. Amar um, Le Yassib Mar. Akarpita, he says, Oh, why don't you go sit down on the bench? Akarpita, in their parlance, well, that meant that they would sit on a bench. Why can't you talk regular? Just use the words that the Chachamim used. If you're not going to use the words of the Chachamim, use the word that people use. Don't make up your own uh, words, or certainly don't use the language of the land. And similarly, Do you want to eat something called Esrogna? So I don't understand. Rabbi Huta pushed back on Rab Nachman again. Kolomar esrogna, anyone excuse me, anyone who says esrogna, He's one-third balgaiba That's a low percentage for us. One third of one-third would be great. <laughs> I think would be in much better straits. Oh. Oh, Talk like a regular person. Just say the word esrog. Oh, esroga, Inchi, but you're 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 making up your own words. And then again, another part of the story. Amarle Lishti Mar Anbiga. Anbiga was some type of drink that people used to drink in the morning. So Amarle, me sunny te a Why don't you call it Espargus? Which is what obviously it's not asparagus juice, it's just a, what the Gemara uses. <clears throat> back in the day, which was a reference to this drink of anbega, to karyura. I don't know inchi. But why are you using all these funky words? And then the conversation continues still more. I'm going to bring my daughter Donag. That's her name. And she'll give you a drink. you're not allowed to to utilize or to use a woman in this way. He said, "Don't worry." Rab Nachman pushed pushed back and said, She's eight years old. You can use a katana to bring things to the table." Then the Gemara says, You're not allowed to benefit from a woman at all. She'll think it's okay to put herself in public straits and public places, and that's not right. That should not be happening. This is such an odd conversation. Sort of Nachman says, Do you want to send regards to my wife? Okay, okay. we just need to pause here. No, I cannot speak to your wife because her voice could be erva. Did you, did you notice that? Did you ever think about this? Mm-hmm. Kol isha erva does not mean singing. But pashtus, that's not what the phrase means. The phrase means hearing a woman speak, literally is what it means. So that's how you have to, that's what it says. So then the Gemara says, if you look at Rashi on the bottom line, the Rashi says, mm-hmm. kol erva, es mm-hmm. sh- sh- to Shivani, if I ask her how she's doing, she's going to answer me. So the pashtas of the Gemara is that the isra of kolisha is not singing. The isra of the kolisha is hearing, uh, is, is hearing a woman's voice. So I looked this up in the Shulchan Aruch this morning, and um, hearing a woman speak in a way where there's nothing sexual about it, where there's nothing uh, that that aspect of of the etzahara, no problem. But if in fact hearing a woman's voice. Uh, is something that is drawing for you. So then, first of all, that's not normal. And second of all, that might be a big halachic issue because that might actually be Kalisha. That's Pashas of the Gemara. I didn't write the Gemara and I did not ever know that this was framed this way until this morning when I was sitting in the base medrash. And I popped up out of the Gemara and said, huh, the Pashas of kol Isha Erba is not singing. I did not know that. Did anybody else know that? I did not know that. I always thought it was only singing. And the Gemara's Bipashtas doesn't speak that way. Okay. Okay, we'll put someone between you. You're allowed to ask uh, about my wife to see how she's doing through a shliach. So, turning to the top of Ayin and Beze, in and Isha, you should not be doing that. <coughs> so, Rashi, on the top of the page, in Sholem and Isha, Rashi says, just by having regular conversations, Yehu regilim zeim, zeh al yodei shlucham, viyavol it could lead to a certain warmth between you and that woman if you regularly ask someone how they're doing. So then that's uh, either someone I used to work with in, NC, in NCSY. <laughs> she was Machbid Gomor. Uh, everybody had to call her Mrs. Ag, whatever her name was, Mrs. So-and-so. No one could ever, she just wouldn't allow. It. When I was growing up, that wasn't the standard, but it does create a rechuk. It does create a categorical difference between yourself and other people. So now in my office, everybody calls me Rabbi something, Phil, Kara something. Um, and it's good. You should have these uh, gentle kinds of boundaries. Sometimes it's hard to put them into place after you've been for years. It can be difficult, but we have to keep a, a, a good balance over here. Maybe Al-Yaday Baila, he says, uh, Rav Nachman said, you can go through me. Don't worry. I, I'll, I'll make sure to keep a distance between you and the Rebetzin. Leave it alone. So uh, Rav Nachman's wife was listening to all of this. Everything that Rav Nachman said or Yehuda shut him down. Did you catch that? That was the whole last three minutes of Gemara. Everything he said or not, you said this word. Why do you say that word, Jeroboam? Yeah, why? Uh, just the whole dialogue. So his wife gave him some good advice. Get rid of all of this, Tagar. Get rid of all of these challenges. So that he doesn't level you to be like all the other Amaratim. You should not be made to feel like a small person. You should be made to feel like a big person. If Yehuda keeps knocking you down. So Rav Nachman took the hint. Omar Le, my shiate de maracha. What is the purpose of your visit here? So um, <clears throat> Rav Huda responded, Omar Le, taska de hasmanusa shadar mar abasra. I have a document of hasmana. I have a subpoena that you sent after me. Omar lei, uh Rav Nachman was so uncomfortable. Remember the age difference. Rav Nachman was much younger and I can't even dialogue with you without being uh, slammed down to the ground I sent something to you I'm so uncomfortable I, either he didn't put it together or he did it because yeah, whatever it was just uncomfortable so so he took out the uh um, he took out the document and was holding it in his hand and Omar le there's a man standing here, that's me, Rabbi Huda, and I have the document that says, my subpoena. So let's just get this done. Since you're here, we should really do, we should go through the procedurals of uh, of you being uh, you know a defendant, whatever the case may be, here in Besden, so that nobody says, I gave you a pass because you're a rabbi. Then they started talking. Remember the butcher story. Right? So, this guy came in, he said, I want to be first. Someone else was in line. So, Amar Lehi, Rav Nachman says to uh, Rabbi Huda, My time of Shamta Mar Lahu Gavra. Why did you put this guy into Cherim? Because, Tzir de he's uh, misbehaving. He was Mitzayim or one of the Shluchim of the rabbis, and that's unacceptable. So, says the Gemara, but Mar, you should give him Malkos instead. What's with the Shamtah? So says the Gemara, after all, the Rav uh, used to give Malkos in cases where someone would be bothering the Shulchan on the messengers of the rabbis. So why didn't you uh, give Malkos instead? So the Gemara says a quarter of the way down two lines before the wine lines and I am at base to Adif Minei Abdileh. I did even more. I did something even more powerful. I gave him shamta. I gave him, putting someone in Cherim is worse than giving them the physical pain of lashes. And the Gemara then says, last short line, my time is marr a abdo. Why did you say that this guy in the butcher house was uh, was considered an evid? Because Amrelay, the Ragil Dukari in This guy called other people Avadim. And after all, Vitani called Hapo's Pasil. Anyone who makes other people puzzle, makes himself puzzle. This person is not a positive person, he always speaks negatively. And Shmuel taught us then that when a person speaks, if I call you an evid, then I'm an Evid So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda put this guy into he called him an evid because he was calling other people an Evid So it says, Rabbi Nachman back to Rabbi Yehuda, Maybe we should only be concerned about the fact that he was being a Mumar Posel, who says that it was actually the case that he's actually supposed to be called an evid. While all of this was going on, skip the parentheses. Amar the Rabbi Yehuda, the the plaintiff, this guy who was in the butcher house, we never saw his name in the Gemara. <laughs> and he said, Rabbi the didi avda. How can you call me an evid after all? The malka. I'm a descendant of the base Hashmonai malka. The Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yehuda responded to this guy who said he was part of the base Hashmonai, Amar Shmuel." He said that in the name of his Rebbe Shmoli, Rebbe Huda said, amrami Beis kasina, Abdo, uh, You just doubled down. You made your problems worse, not better. You just told me you're from Beis Hashmona. Everyone who is living right now from Beis Hashmona is an Ebed. We'll learn the story as to why in a few lines. They're the good people, but there's a reason why. We'll, we'll see in the Gemara in a few lines why it is that everyone who is still living was considered to be an Ebed. Amarle, lo savar lo lo savar lamar lo hade amar Rabbi Abba amar Huna Amarab, Rav kol Talmud Chacham shemora any Talmud Chacham who teaches a teaches a din im kodeh maisa amra shomin if you bring up amari makom before uh, the story happens that's fine but v'im lav if you're in the middle of a fight and you quote amari makom uh, then that doesn't work ain't Shomanlo. so says the Gemara amar le ha'ika Rav don't worry it's not just me who holds this way that the descendants of the base Hashmonah are all Avodim, um, because Rav Masna says this, the same exact way that I do. What's the story there? Rav Masna had not been in Nahar for 13 years, whatever the details. That particular day when this din Torah was happening in the Bezdin of Rav Nachman, he did show up. And Omar le Rav Yehuda said to him, Do you remember Mar, my Omar Shmuel, when he had one foot on the Guda, on um, the Guda is a stair, I think. The Chada Kara Amavra, and one on the bridge. So it says the Gemara. Yeah, Amarle Hachi Amar Shmuel. I remember exactly what he said. What did Shmuel say? But Masna quoted the same thing The Rabbi Huda quoted. Called Amr the base Chashmonai Malko There was only one female left in all of the family of base Chashmonai. To The Selkel she went up to the roof of the she raised her voice she said call uh, the anyone who says i'm from Base Monoi, Avdahu. that person's considered an abech she knew the family lineage and then she jumped to her death miso akhrazale the so therefore it was announced about this guy who was in the butcher that he was taka an evet The problem was that he opened a can of worms because he said that everyone who thought they were a descendant of the Chashmonai were now Avadim. But there were a lot of people in the neighborhood, in Pumpadisa who thought that they were from Chashmonai. And now, could you imagine in a community, if you learned that 30 husbands were actually Avadim, or 30 husbands were mamzerim, or 30 husbands were whatever, people who couldn't have been married. Hahu Yoma, two thirds of the way down, um, less than halfway into the wide lines on Ayin and mid Hahu Yoma, Akaron Kamak Sufta That day, a lot of marriages fell apart because we found out that a lot of people, that a lot of people were Taka Avodim and it ruined the marriages. Remember also that if an Eved sleeps with a woman, their children are moms, So people were very upset in the community and they met Rabbi Yehuda on his way out. He on his way out, nafki abbas the Mirgame. They ran outside with a bunch of stones and they were about to stone him. Amar lehu, Rabbi Yehuda said to everyone holding the, stone, the stones, ishtiku, shtiku. If you guys all calm down, that's probably going to be a good solution. Fi'ilo, and if you don't, maglino aleichu. I'm going to reveal to you, hadar amar Shmuel, there are two family uh, lineages here in the community. One of them is considered like like the dove, the Bayona family. One is from the ravens. One of these families is good, tame tame, and the other one's tahortar. The family that's not kosher is the Orif. The orif is not a kosher bird. Its derivatives, its the descendants are not kosher, but the Bayona is kosher. And the families were terribly concerned that he was going to reveal still more marriages that were were now going to then be in shambles. So they took all their rocks, lahu rigma They took all of the stones from their hands. itma Malka. They threw so many stones into the river that it actually caused for a blockage of water. There were so many people ready to to kill huda with stones. It's a crazy myself. Uh from beginning to end. The last Amujah. Uh, the whole thing is crazy. These people were going to stone Rabbi Yehuda, like Rabbi who's in all of Shas, like Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda was about to get stoned because he was part of a din Torah and did his job as a Dayan. It's one of the many reasons you shouldn't become a shul rabbi. <laughs> Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. Rabbi Yehuda, in Pumpadisa, he was still stirring the pot a little bit. Avde. These two people were avod. Yehuda bar Papa was a Mamzer. Mamzerah. Bati bar Tuvia, uh, he was an Evid, and in his pompousness, he didn't want to accept a get of Cherus, which means he's still an Evid. Raba made an announcement in Rachuza. All of these families, kulam the puzzle. Again, these are, you've t- each one of these things is like a tidal wave of pain in a community because you're causing for huge. I mean, these this tears families down to down to nothing. Your kids are moms, Kids are avodim. Kids are Nasinim, asufim. Major problems. Amar Yehuda Those people from govai are from Gibon. Dorn uh, is The people who live there are nasinim as we spoke about in the Mishnah. Amar Yosef Hai Kubi, The Pumbedisa Kulum abde. Everybody over there in that particular place, they're all avadim. This was a social problem. We know the din that if you have um, an Eved, the Eved is allowed to eat Truma if you are, uh, if if they work for a Kohen. So sometimes what they would do is pretend like they were Kohanim. They would dress with the right garments. They'd walk around and say like, oh, I have access to Truma. Look, so people believed them that they were actually Kohanim. So things became very confusing. Now let's look. Remember, this was 1500 years ago. If back in the day we had a this like epidemic of sorts where people were, where Avadim who were allowed to eat Truma were posing as Kohanim, what happens to our lines of Kohuna now? How do we know 100% that a coin is a coin, not Pasha? If you ever find a coin who has Azuspanim, panim, it must be from this family of Pashwar ben Imer Zavadim. All of these people were all sitting in a hush of Ashura. They all sat in the in that hush of row and shul, and everybody knew that they were special people. But that's only one approach in regards to kohanim Kohanimur panim that uh, they came from the family of Pashhor ben emer. The Gemara says, de the Gemara says in regards to Rebbe Lazar, he argues on this sheet, the Amar if we see Kohanim that are being difficult, that are being stiff-necked, don't worry, that's normal. This is normal for people to be, uh, for Kohanim, to be difficult. We saw this in Shas before. Huh? I think we saw this somewhere that Kohanim are known to be uh, um, fiery personalities. I was trying to remember the language. All right, back to where we were about sixty lines ago. If you marry a woman who's not fitting for you, so when it will be that a kaddish barhu brings his shchina made al kol vein made alav. Yikes, that's not good. Then he will uh, have his shchina on all on all of the shvatim, but you will be left out. That's when they're the right kinds of families. But when they're the wrong kinds of families, they don't get the Shekhinah. A man should marry a woman who's hagun. Yeah. When a Kodesh Baruch is shore, it only is on families that are families that are miyuchas, families that have a good yichuz, they're not mamzei rim; ma. They're clean. Uh, the family lineage is clean. They've done everything right. Are not for all Jews, and therefore we need all of the families to be whole for the shechina to be shown. What is that part of the pasuk mean? This gemara needs to be learned with sensitivity because it does paint a distinction between regular Israelim and Gerim, and, and one that is not seemingly positive. It will Israel six seven lines from the bottom on Ayinam at base in regards to full full full-blown yid and born this way First they mention a Hu, and then it mentions that they're the nation. It's the opposite. First, the nations mentioned first. So we see the by FFBs. It says that you're my nation first. Uh, it says that the, the Kaddosh Baruch name first, and then the people. By Gerim, it says people first, and then a the Kaddosh Baruch Hu's name. When there are Gerim and Klai Yisrael, they're difficult for the Jews like, like a form of leprosy. <coughs> Take a look at Rashi at the bottom of the page. Koshim Gerim. This is a machlok as we've shown him, by the way. Uh, koshim Gerim, the Gemara said. No, no problem. Koshim Gerim, Rashi says, but They're not regular in regards to mitzvahs. They're not proficient. Gerim, don't know a lot. Sure. Sure. How much can you learn? Yeah. Just by osmosis, if you've grown up in the day school system, you learn ninety percent of what you know in halacha not from a book. You learn it socially. You learn how to daven socially, which, by the way, is not good because you can't answer any shilas like that without looking inside a book. You just you're socially from, which is good. It's good to be socially from, but it's better to be a Tamil chacham and to know know the books and know how to answer shylas. And when I was in uh, in uh, smicha and while you rehearsal shechter came in and told us, if you're the rav of a show you need to know every shach and every taz in your day. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's really helpful. You know, there's like one person on the planet, well, maybe more, but there's only a handful of people like you. It's very <laughs> And Then he, he told us a couple of shaylas that were like gentle diukim and shachs and tazes, where the one, this one I told you about the cheese, uh, about the cheese line where he saved the company $10 million with one shach. Like, uh, okay, whatever the Shaila was. But uh, we have, you have to know every Shach and every tas. So what happens is with Gerim is that they are they don't have the socially firm side and they don't have the knowledge base. So they, they don't keep mitzvot properly. And Rashi continues, And when you have people who hang out with them, they say, you have someone who's maybe well-intended in Ehrlich, but he's learning from someone who's not a Tamil Chacham. So what do you, you got to hang with the right people. So that's what the Gemara says. They're Koshim Kisapachas. Other people say the opposite. The reason they're Koshim Kisapachas is because they're, they're stark about everything they do. You see a Baal tshuva, they have an opportunity to learn Gemara. They're drooling over the daf. You know, they're like, they can't, they're, they're unbelievable. And the, the ffb is like rolling their eyes already. You know, I've seen this daf already. <clears throat> Anyways, that's a different pshatam in this Gemara. Shnei emar, what's the comparison such that we know that geirim are considered to be some form of leper in the community? Shnei emar, v'nilvah ha-geir alem v'nispichu al-beis yaku. We see that the word ger and Nispihu And ksivhacha v'nispichu v'khzivhatsam v'lasais v'lasapachas. Okay, very good. And then the Gemara closes out. Amar ebicham av'archanina kshakadosh turning to the top of ayin aleph. Amar aleph, sorry for the long share. I think this might be the longest one we've ever had. The Gemara says that when a kodesh is being metaher Rashi miachasam from their family issues. Shiftei Levi gets to go first. So Levi gets to go first. Levi. Very difficult Gemara here as well. Money can uh, be in the tire can purify mom uh, this is not what it means on on, on its face. You could take a look at Rashi. Rashi says on the top of Ayin Alaf Tamar Alaf Taplan Keset Matar Memzer families that are all uh, mishkebabbled with some people. Be Yisrael Machmas Mamuna who Gorim Lhemshi Tarushela Asil Lavo and of course Baruchu Mabdila. If they uh, give tzedakah, seemingly uh, we'll see in a minute what's actually going on here. Then Then they'll be considered to be part of the regular is tzibur. I don't know. And lastly what does it mean the one those who present mincha in, in the form of tzedakah? that a family that has its impurities and I don't mean impurities in that way this word nitma with an I and means that there's a blend it doesn't it happens to be coming a certain way but it's it means a blend over here and over here nitma okay so they're not we don't remove them from Kalal We keep them in Kalal but we have to find out the right way for them. The married people of Echuleh. We'll stop right here. Mirza Hashem tomorrow night. We'll pick up with Taf, and Aleph, wishing you all a beautiful night.